It's the Grant Williams free agency episode. What are the reasons to keep him? What are the reasons to let him go? I'm going to process all of that, the numbers, and then I'm going to figure out what the Celtics should do with Grant Williams. It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with Hilario B. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Green and James, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day and I'm here for you every Monday through Friday with a free, fresh podcast drop directly to your device if you're a subscriber, so make sure you're subscribed on whichever your favorite podcasting app is. I'm sorry if it's Stitcher. I know Stitcher is going away, but if you are one of the people who listens to the show on Stitcher, just pick another app, whichever app you decide. This show is there. You can always watch the show on YouTube. Hop on over there, ring the bell, get notified when I drop a video, and jump in the comments section. Would love to see you there. I'm John Corrales. I used to play Once Upon a Time. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I've also written a book called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. So uh, I've I've been around the team for a while. Uh, today I I'm kind of playing off of Grant Williams. And he talked at a, a charity event on, on Tuesday talking about coming back. So I figured, hey, this would be a great opportunity to use his comments and say, all right, let's figure out what, what should the Celtics do? So I'll figure I'll come to a conclusion by the third segment. In the first and segments, second segments, we'll do reasons to keep, reasons to move on. So let's just dive into it. And the number one most obvious reason to keep Grant Williams is He's a good basketball player, right? That's the most obvious thing I can say. He's a good basketball player. If you have a good basketball player, you want to keep a good basketball player on your team if it's possible. And he's a guy that's been around here for a few years. He now has a year under his belt with Joe Missoula. Continuity is going to be important in the second year of Joe Missoula. Who, you know, somebody who knows what Joe wants, somebody who understands who Joe is someone who gets along with the teammates here and, and understands the dynamic of this locker room, it's all going to be very, very important. So keeping a good basketball player that's been around, that understands the city, that understands the expectations, very, very important. I think it's, I think it's, there's a very good reason here to keep Grant Williams. He can shoot the ball. Obviously we know he can shoot the ball. He's about a 40% three point shooter over the past couple of seasons. There's a reason why teams are kind of lining up to gauge interest and to, to kind of express their interest teams like Dallas and San Antonio. And there are tons of teams that are looking at Grant Williams and thinking, this is a guy that can probably contribute and make, make our team better. There's mid-level money out there to be made. For him, there's certainly things have changed, and he did leave the door open in his comments to say, "Hey, yeah, I'll be back if if they want me back. I, I you know, I'd love to be back." He understands that the salary cap will make things difficult, but he also uh, he 
is not opposed despite whatever happened during the course of the season. He's not opposed to coming back, which is the diplomatic thing to say, but he, he, I think would be very welcoming of a return to Boston. He's, he's also growing, right? He's, he's still a young guy. I know he played four years in college, so he's, he's going to be 25 uh, right at the beginning of the season in November. So he's going into what year five in his NBA career. Um, and he's still about the same age, a little younger than, than Jason Tatum, but they're about the same age. So being the four-year player, he did come in with a little bit more maturity, uh, but he is a little further along in his career. So he's not going to want to, I think, sacrifice money to to stick around. There might be some people who say, hey, hometown discount and all of that stuff. First of all, he's he's on the uh, the the board, the I forget what how it was phrased, but I, I, at the union, like he's he's kind of graduated to the top level of the union. Those guys aren't going to want to leave money on the table. I know it's a personal decision, but I think as knowing union representation like I do, because I used to be a union rep in my my TV days, we don't want to see anything that undercuts uh, a fellow employee or future employee. So anytime a player wants to take less money to do something, the union is always kind of like, Ugh. so he's not going to do that. Uh, and he shouldn't do that. So. He's obviously a good basketball player. I think he's maturing. I think he understood last season that maybe some of the stuff that he's been, the way he's been acting on the floor, at you know, yelling at the refs all the time and all of that stuff. I think he understood that part of his initial benching was uh, a part of of that. Um, so hopefully, hopefully he's learned from that. He's moved on. He's grown, uh, and and he comes into next season. Uh, uh, just a little bit wiser, just a little bit more kind of uh, level-headed might be the word that I'm looking for. Uh, so th- those there, those are the reasons to keep Grant Williams. He's he's a good guy. Uh, he's He doesn't get into any trouble, that's for damn sure. I mean, he's kind of nerdy, but he's also tough. He's, he's tough as nails. He really is. And losing Marcus Smart, you want to keep you want to keep a tough guy on the roster. He is tough. I mean, Joel Embiid stomped on his head, smashed his face into the ground. He was kind of like, ah, ha, ha, that was funny. You know, obviously looking at it, he probably didn't think it was that funny, but he came up and thought like, yeah, all right, I'm good. Everything's on my face. Let's go. Let's roll. So he's, he has some fiery. He has some toughness. The Celtics need that kind of stuff. He is a versatile player. I mean, how many, how many different ways can we say he's a good basketball player? He, we've seen him switch. We've seen him guard Embiid, switch onto Harden. We've seen him guard bigs. We've seen him guard wings. He's been able to do it both effectively. He, I think, uh, obviously has has some room to improve as far as maybe a, a, like a rebounder. Uh, but I think he, generally speaking, is a very, very good player. And it's going to be hard for the Celtics to get a player of this caliber if he goes. Like one of the biggest arguments for keeping him is you're not getting another Grant Williams if you let this guy go. They don't have the cap money to do it. They can't. You can say, all right, well, they got the taxpayer mid level. Great. That's $5 million. Who's going to do what Grant does for $5 million? Not many. You're not going to find that many guys. People are going to be lining up to pay him at least mid level money. So it's going to be very difficult 
for the Celtics to find a replacement. You can't just go out and find another guy that does what Grant does. So those are pretty compelling reasons to keep Grant Williams in Boston. I think those are all very good reasons to keep Grant Williams in Boston, but there are reasons not to, that's for sure. And I'm going to be talking about those next. First, today's show brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or you get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, at the right price on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Head on over to Lockdown NBA. Jake Madison and I, the two of us, were uh, the hosts of the Lockdown NBA podcast today. We talked a lot about free agency. Uh, we talked about the new collective bargaining agreement and how it's really screwing some teams over because the document's not even out yet. No one has the document at this point. How is that possible? So we did all that. Um, talked about the Miami Heat and where the Miami Heat are. So, um, and, and how I just don't think they're going to have another chance to make a run. Like they're kind of at, they're almost at, if they can't pull the Dame thing off, kind of like blow it up mode. But that's all in the Lockdown NBA podcast. So check that out. Let's get to the arguments against keeping uh, Grant Williams. I realize that sometimes I say Robert Williams. I think I said that before. Somebody called me out on it on Twitter. I apologize if I if I mix them up. Grant Williams, reasons to move on. Well, I just outlined in the first segment the reasons to keep him are because, because he's a good basketball player. The reasons to move on are almost entirely financial. The Celtics, with Porzingis now, have 11 players currently under contract. Now, that also includes two players, Cornette and Justin Champagne, that are non-guarantees. So there is the potential that they can have nine players under contract with those two. And Cornette makes $2.4 million. Champagne makes $1.9, almost $2 million. So not significant savings, and that money will have to go somewhere else anyway. So right now, we'll just say 11 players under contract for a total of $173 million. You throw in, this is one of my favorite things, Demetrius Jackson's dead money. If you remember like five years ago, Demetrius Jackson was waived and stretched. Uh, I forget exactly the circumstances off the top of my head, but they, I think they just wanted to give him kind of like a little bit of a parachute for cutting him late. And so they they gave him guaranteed money and they waived and stretched it. And he they've had 
not just about $93,000 in dead money on their cap ever since. And it's still there. I think this might be the last season of Demetrius Jackson's dead money, but all that leads me to say the Celtics have total salaries right now with 11 players and Demetrius Jackson's 93 grand. Their total salaries right now, 173 points. Just we'll say we'll round it up to say 0.3 million dollars. 173.3. Well, they're over the luxury tax, which is at 165.3. So they're already about $8 million over the luxury tax. They're going to have to pay the tax at this point. The apron is the first apron is just about 173. So they're already over that. The second apron is at about 180, 182.8. So they're, they're, they're pushing it. They're getting close. They have basically seven and a half million dollars until they get over that second apron, that second line, that super tax line. That's where things start to get very restrictive and maybe not quite as restrictive this summer, this season, than they will be in the future. But right now you're right there. They're seven and a half million dollars shy of in that very restrictive area. And it will restrict them. They'll be they won't be able to do a lot of things at the deadline. So they do have to be careful. That is without Grant Williams. There is a cap hold right now for Grant Williams at 12.9 million. He should make somewhere around $15 million. I think a four-year, 60-some-odd million-dollar contract makes perfect sense. Somewhere in that $60 million range that gives him the raises, that starts him off at like, I don't know, maybe 12 and change, maybe at that number, maybe 13, um, and gets him up to like 17 by the end of the the, the contract. That's possible. Uh, I think that's something that's that's feasible. I think that's a very reasonable offer to give him. And that brings them at this point over the second apron. So they will have to find a way to either trade Brogdon for virtually nothing or another point guard a backup point guard that's serviceable. This is where it gets tough. You can bring Grant Williams back or you can say, look, we'd love to have you back, but it's too expensive. It's too, it's, it's too limiting. And this is exactly what the CBA is designed to do. It's kind of wild. Grant Williams was in on these negotiations the CBA is this great kind of equalizer. It's kind of pushing parity. It's pushing some of these good supporting pieces out of these very expensive teams. Teams certainly have the capacity to keep these guys, but they have to make some decisions. Now, those decisions could come elsewhere. The Celtics could say, you know what, we're keeping Porzingis We've got to figure out a Robert Williams, Al Horford. Maybe one of Williams or Horford doesn't stick around. Maybe that's part of the move for this summer. Maybe Robert Williams 
is a victim here. And Porzingis with his 36 million, and you say, hey, that's our starting center. Our backup center is going to be Al Horford for a couple years. We'll deal with the backups as we need them moving forward. We're going to use Robert Williams. If they don't think he can stay healthy, maybe they can flip Robert Williams to a team that maybe believes they can that he can stay healthy and you get a wing player in return and you say all right well that minimizes the loss uh we'll keep Luke Cornett just in case you can let you can do a sign and trade for Robert for for Grant Williams and and move him and now you're starting to get below that that um second apron and so this is this is the financial side of everything. These kinds of questions, and this sucks. This absolutely sucks, right? Having to talk about these numbers, having to spit out these numbers, having to look at a cap sheet. Like I've got one tab open with stats and one tab open with the Celtics cap sheet so I can look at it and, and kind of spit out all of these numbers. I hate numbers. I hate these kinds of numbers. And I got into a whole thing on Twitter with John Tomasi of NBC Sports Boston about his piece. And, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't the best piece in the world. And it basically ignored all of the stuff that I'm talking about with the caps and, and the aprons and all that stuff. And I didn't like what he did. But I also weirdly can understand why someone would say, you know what, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear this cap stuff. I don't want to hear aprons. Who's? Why are there two aprons? What the hell is an apron? Unfortunately, this is the reality. This is how the team is built. And we can't say, hey, you know what? Just give me Fred Van Vliet and everything else can go to hell. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. Celtics can't sign a free agent like that. They don't have the money. They can't sign and trade for a free agent like that because they, they're over the first apron, which they would be hard capped if they got that, that, that free agent, that sign and trade. So these mechanisms, all this stupid mind numbing crap that I keep bringing up. Thankfully you're a podcast listener or a podcast watcher. And you say you're interested in that stuff. This is how Brad Stevens operates. He's got these cap sheets. This is part of why Guys get signed and guys don't. If you want to know what the hell is happening, why wouldn't Grant Williams get signed? This is why. Because Porzingis makes 38 million, Tatum makes 32 and a half, Jalen Brown makes 30, almost 32, Brogdon's at 22 and a half, D. White is at over 18, Robert Williams is at 11 and a half, Al Horford's at 10, and now we're talking about paying Grant Williams 15. It's just a lot of money. And if the Celtics wanted to pay the luxury tax under the old structure, fine, pay it. It gets expensive, but you know what? They have the money and after, you know, strategically dipping below the tax and not always going over the tax line, they knew that this was going to be an expensive team and they're willing to pay. So go ahead under the old system. This wouldn't even be a podcast. You just sign them, you pay the tax and you move on. Because he's a good player, like I said in the first segment. But now, the Celtics have to have 14 players on the roster. You have to have 14 of your 15 spots filled. That's the rule. The Celtics currently have 11. They need 
three more. One of them can be grant and two of them could be vet minimums. And then you've got your two ways and, and those don't count. But if you look at where the Celtics roster is, you've got White, Brogdon, Pritchard as your point guard depth. Your wing depth is Tatum and Brown and then Luke Cornett. I mean, I'm sorry, Sam Hauser. Your big man depth is Porzingis, Rob, Al, Cornett. Or you can throw Champagne in the, in the wing depth, which is obviously not getting you anywhere. So the Celtics, you can say, need another wing. Grant Williams kind of counts as another wing, but do you spend do you spend $15 million on that wing? That's that's gonna be tough. That's gonna be tough. Um, the re so the number one reason, the only reason to let him go is if you keep him and you find yourself over that second apron. Now, if something happens over the course of the season, you're stuck. You can't make a trade uh, unless it's an absolute precision trade. You can't take back more than you send out. You can't aggregate two or more guys to bring back a player. You can't say, fine, here's Cornette and Pritchard and, you know, Horford to get one guy that's really good. You can't do that if you're over the second apron. So the flexibility, which Brad Stevens has explicitly stated is important. That flexibility is necessary because even though you can say, Hey, I'm looking at this roster and it's pretty good. Even if a couple of guys get hurt, which always happens, it's pretty deep. They got a lot of guys that can do a lot of things. Just roll with it. Not every team makes a deal at the at the deadline. Celtics don't have to make a deal at the deadline. They're, they're fine. You know, maybe they could pick up a minimum guy along the way if they need to. So be it. That's possible. So let's roll with it. But you just, when you don't leave yourself with the options, that's when you end up needing the options. So it can be difficult for the Celtics to say, Hey, let's do this. Um, and I can understand why they would sit there and say, you know, this is just not gonna, it's not going to work. So what should the Celtics do? What, what's, what's the final verdict here? Let me talk about that in just a second. I just want to say thank you for making the lockdown Celtics podcast. Your first listen every day, every day is you Monday through Friday, folks. Hey, if you're in the YouTube comments, let me know that you're an everydayer. Shout yourself out. I'm going to say thank you for being an everyday listener. Uh, you guys make this thing go. The way you guys support this podcast is amazing. I mean, I love all of the listeners. I love the new folks. I hope you become an everydayer. But just the people who are here Monday through Friday are it's amazing dedication. And I, I do this show for you guys especially because you need Celtics content. And I'm giving it to you Monday through Friday. So what's the final verdict here? What should the Celtics do? I just can't get past the Celtics not having an option for signing anybody anywhere near as good as Grant Williams. His versatility, I think, is going to be necessary. 
He can play on the wing if Jalen Brown goes down, if Jason Tatum goes down, which they don't often, but Jalen is susceptible to the, the hamstring stuff, right? He's susceptible to some soft tissue injuries. He'll miss some time. Though There will be some time when a guard goes down. Brogdon might go down. Um, Derek Wett is generally pretty durable, but there is also time where Robert Williams or Al Horford won't be playing. And so when the Celtics find themselves shorthanded, maybe, you know, aside from a point guard going down, but then Jason Tatum can play up a position. Jason can be a primary ball handler and Grant can play the wing. And so no matter who might get hurt and need some time off, Grant Williams can slot in somehow to fill the void. That's necessary. I think his familiarity is obviously very important. It's a guy that that Missoula can rely on. I think it's a new season. I don't think anything residual from, from Missoula is going to kind of linger into next season. The money makes this very, very tough. And I'm not sure where the Celtics go to fix the money crunch. I do think the Celtics are going to have to make at least one other move. They're going to have to figure out financially a way to cut this down. But I just don't know if it should be Grant Williams. In fact, I don't think it should be. I think it makes the most sense. If if they can turn around one of the other bigs, and it might end up being Robert Williams. If they can turn one of those bigs into cap savings, Maybe it's Al Horford because he's aging out. If you're going to go with Porzingis, if the Celtics are committing to Porzingis, if they're going to give him the extension and they're saying he's our guy, then he moves to the top of that list. If you're going three guards, two wings, and four bigs, well, that's that's a little out of whack too. So. I think Grant's versatility, because you can slot him in in a lot of spots, I think the savings that they can find somewhere else, and maybe it's Brogdon. Maybe you just turn $22.5 million into a couple of, you know, 8 million players, and that's that's where you get in your your savings. And you just fill the end of the bench with your minimum guys and you just go with that. It's going to bring the Celtics close to the second apron. It's going to. There's just no doubt about it. There's no way around it. This team is going to be super expensive. And then next year when Jalen Brown gets his money, they might have to adjust. But for this year, for one shot at the title, you you almost you kind of have to sign Grant Williams. You have to. If you're going to make a run, if this is going to be the year you make a run, then make your damn run, right? 
if you're going to go over the second apron for one season, this should be your season. Just do it. And if you give Grant a four-year deal at mid-level money, it is extraordinarily tradable. That's going to be the type of contract that some of these smaller teams, some of these cap space teams, they're going to love this, this kind of contract. Some teams like San Antonio, a summer from now, would love to trade for Grant Williams. There are going to be teams that would love to trade for Grant Williams. And they're going to have pieces that the Celtics can take back that can be more short-term savings, and they'll just go from there. But I would rather see the Celtics keep Grant Williams, tow that second apron, even if they have to go over it for this year, don't don't let the fear of this CBA cost you this this one true chance at putting it together and winning a championship with this roster because if you decide that Grant Williams is going to be the guy that has to go you're you're really taking away the one guy that can be plug and play in almost any situation. It's it's almost kind of counterintuitive. You're going to take away your perhaps your most versatile player in hopes of if somebody gets hurt, you can find another guy to plug into that spot. Well, you've already got the guy that can plug into that spot, right? That's He's the guy. So – you have seven players that are going to be rotation players as of right now. That's the Jays, Porzingis, Brogdon, White, Rob, Al. You have Cornette uh, as insurance. You have Champagne as insurance. Pritchard gets a shot at some rotation minutes. Hauser gets a shot at some rotation minutes. That's nine. Grant as that's ten. You roll 10 deep in the regular season. It's perfect. It just makes too much sense to keep Grant Williams. Even if financially you're in that that bind, find another way. Find another way. You got to keep that 15th spot open, fine. If it means finding a different way to, to... save you, you know, save some money, so be it. But I can't, I can't look past Grant's versatility, his ability to hit shots, his ability to do a lot of things. He's the exact kind of role player I think they need, despite the way things went this past season. My verdict is to keep Grant Williams, at least for this upcoming season. And then after that, he's on a tradable deal. If you have to make that trade next summer, This is your best chance at winning a title now. This is your best shot. Go for it. Go for it now because you don't know how many opportunities you're going to get after this. Probably not many. Next season, next summer, you're going to have some really, really tough decisions to make. A lot. There's potential to reshape a lot of this roster after the summer. So just do it then. Go with Grant now.
and roll with it. Because I don't see any other options. I don't see any better options, even though it's going to be expensive. And let me tell you something. It's going to be super, super expensive. This team next summer, let's just say I'm not looking forward to next summer. I don't like the CBA for Boston at all. It's going to rip them apart. I just, it's, but hey, that's next summer. Right now, we've got this summer to look forward to. Um, We'll see what they do. I'm pro bringing Grant Williams back. Let me know in the comments section on the YouTube page what you think. What do you think? Did I miss a reason to keep him? Did I miss a reason to move on from him? And what do you think they should do? Do you agree with my reasoning? Let me know in the comments section. Uh, You everydayers, you regular listeners, if you're just listening in your car and you just... You can just talk to the radio. You can talk to your car. Just say out loud, like, no, John, you're full of crap. Or, yeah, John, you're right, hon. Uh, You know, hey, I might not be talking back to you, but I am talking back to you because you know that it's me and you, and I'm here for you with all your Celtics coverage. Uh, Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Would love it now if you shared the podcast, if you told your friends, your family, everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast. It's right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day.